0: Welcome to the Dead Ass Podcast. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to listen in on another Dead Ass podcast. I'm your host Bryzee, and today we've got family. I've got my sister here actually with me today summer. How you going?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. I'm actually really excited to do this.
0: Are you? Yeah, I, I wanted your... to do it for a while. Yeah, well, I liked your sound check earlier.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Just um. That. Yeah. Where
0: did you get the inspiration from that? it
3: uh, just um, it came to me. To be honest, did uh, it? yeah, I'm pretty good with that sort of stuff. Just, mm,
0: I know. Just... We'll, we'll we'll put up a clip later on.
3: Mm, um, I hope you do On Instagram,
0: uh, just let so oh, people know Looking some forward to it People it, might might want to check in where they've heard that before
3: um, It might accidentally get deleted, I'm not quite sure
0: <laughs> Or reported
3: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for abuse, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, so today we're going to do a morning show mm. Another one of the episodes of the morning show where we discuss some Things related in the fuel industry, bits and pieces, background, the stuff that I've done over the years for twenty something years. You've been in the industry yourself, haven't you?
3: I have, yeah, yep. yeah, uh, for various roles, yeah, over the years. Um, well, yeah, we both grew up in it, I suppose. Mm.
0: Well, that's it. people don't understand that too. Like, we actually grew up in the fuel industry.
3: Yeah, it's like that movie, um, My Girl, My Girl, yeah, <laughs> where like the yeah, I the trees downstairs, yeah.
0: And Who's it was? Dan Aykroyd was the
3: was the dad. Was the dad? Yeah. Um yeah, so we grew up like it's all I've ever known. We <coughs> actually <coughs> it was
0: funny that you say that. I was only thinking about that the other day because I was watching a movie with Dan Aykroyd in it, and it was um remember the remember the movie Loser? Yes with Dude Out American Pie? Yeah. Well we'll we'll end up watching we we'll were watching that as a family night and I was thinking about that and I was like, Oh, that's right, that movie, My Girl, that's what we used to relate that to, Macaulay Culkin and that. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially it was like that. We grew up – we actually at some point during our childhood there, we actually lived at the funeral home. So we'd, we'd had the house at the front and at the back was the funeral home. So every day we were raised in a funeral home.
3: Mm, we saw it every day. Mm. Yeah. So um, it goes
0: beyond – like when I say I've got 20 years' experience in the funeral industry, that's just my working career. That's not that's not me growing up. I also grew up in it as well. Same, same for you.
3: I remember when Mum and Dad used to have the um, after-hours phone next to their bed, and it was like one before of those dial ones, yeah. like you had to th- 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 thing it, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, you'd hear it go off, and Mum would just like run from the back all yeah. the way up to the front to try and get to the phone before it stopped. That's right. I yeah. remember
0: that. That was sort of like right around the era of um, where you had beepers and stuff yeah. like that, and then you used the phone to call. Uh, They really didn't have mobile phones much back then, did they?
3: No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, they were those big Big. ass ones that you see on the movies. That's right, it was too, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: So today we're going to mix it up a little bit. Hey, Mm. so uh, we've got some questions. (laughs) Um, we still got those messages coming through from people. We appreciate that. And please feel free... Uh, the poor bears out there. If there is – if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram, mm-hmm. TikTok. We have Facebook as well. We also have an email address. I'm pretty sure it's deadasspodcast01 at gmail.com. So please feel free to send us through that or send us through a, a message on Messenger through Facebook, deadasspodcast. We've also got YouTube where we do have some video clips up there as well. We're trying to get more up there as soon as possible. So if you could like and subscribe that as well, you see all our episodes on Spotify and all that sort of stuff as well. But if you want to ask us some questions, um, send them through Instagram or Facebook or uh, through the email.
3: I also want to preface this um, Mm. by saying I'm not replacing Colin. He's just been on holidays for two weeks, and um, he's got a bit to catch up on, so I'm just (laughs) here. He's been uh, driving around, spending time with his family. He went to the Barbie movie with his daughter, and he absolutely loved it. Yeah, well, he said that. Well, yeah, we were talking about it this morning, and he was just like, oh, you know, I really can, you know, feel for the patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Colin, I really have to get to work, mate. Like, we'll we'll pick this up (laughs) another day, so. Anyway, yeah. he'll probably be back next time. <laughs> yeah. He can tell you he all can,
0: about it He then. can re- reiterate yeah. exactly yeah. what you're saying?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He no. will. I'm sure he Yeah, I, I heard him as he was saying that. Uh, so what we'll do, um, we've got a segment too. Um, uh, so <laughs> 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 Let's start with your questions first. Okay. Now, I actually... So just just so for the people know, you do have some funeral industry experience. Not just from what we've grown up, but you've actually oh, a, yeah. you've worked no, in the industry as well.
3: I have, yeah. Um my partner <sighs> well, um uh, my partner at the time, we sort of opened up a funeral home mm. down on Sunshine Coast. And um yeah. yeah, I was doing that with him for a few years and eventually I had to get my own job and he continued with that and yeah, so – and I have, you know, worked for mum and dad as well. Yeah, um, done little bits and pieces yeah, here. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and, and then – yeah, been, so you've been yeah. been
0: involved in it. So, yeah, so you know some you, – you'll know you know, every, everything that's going on.
3: Yeah, like these questions that I'm asking, it's just more um, – bless you. God bless you.
0: Thank you. I said to try to get that away from them. mum. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, these questions that I'm asking just mm. are more like everyday ones that I've heard other people mm. ask – Um, So, yeah, my questions. The first one, how dare you? Really? Yeah. And then the second one is, who do you think you are? Mm. That's for you personally. Anyway, (laughs) a proper question. Um, Do hair and nails actually grow, continue to grow after death, after someone has passed away?
0: That's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's going to get out old uh, Mr. Google. He'll
0: yeah. answer that one for you. I'll get that really I,
3: quick. I actually know the answer. Can okay, now nah, I'm only joking. No yeah, you tell us the answer. Um, I think I know the answer. Correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong. Um, no, they don't continue to grow after death. It's more the fact that your skin and your um, uh, muscles and organs and everything start to, sh- uh, like, uh, sh- not shrink um, – but like like dehydrate. Mm-hmm. And so it makes your nails and hair look longer, mm-hmm. but they haven't actually grown. Does that make yeah. does that sound right?
0: That's right. It's exactly right. Uh, it's because it's the skin retracting.
3: That's it, yeah.
0: So after death, dehydration causes the skin and other soft tissues to shrink.
3: Yeah, so it's not like in the movies when they dig someone up and they've got hair down to... Like their belly and their nails are super long. Yeah, no, that doesn't. Right. Yeah. No,
0: because there's nothing to help grow it anymore. Yeah. And essentially, all the cells in the body's dying. So yeah. it isn't. You know, and that includes the hair and the nails too. They they, they just don't grow. Yeah. They just, they got nothing to grow from.
3: Yeah. You
0: know, so. Fair enough. No, but there. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the answer.
3: Um and an <clears throat> another one. Uh, apart from cremation and burials, what other options are do about? people have?
0: Well, believe it or not, there's a new craze going through at the moment. It's called Aquamation. Have you heard of that one? I have. Where it's basically using, you're speeding up. Oh, what's the best way you could put it? You're using water to help break down the body quicker.
3: Yeah, it's, um, isn't it high powered jets?
0: Well, it's like, it's. I think it's a higher, I don't quite, because I don't really know much on this myself too. And I'm actually sort of a little bit, a bit rough with it, purely because I, the, the the time effectiveness and the cost effective. Like I think it's a, a like a different alternative option to it, and it might be a little bit of an eco friendly type of an option. But I think it's they use they it goes a high alkaline base to um to deteriorate the body to to break down the body. You're still left with the skeletal system, but essentially it's like um like a chalk chalk material you know, like you got a piece of chalk
3: mm.
0: yeah and then that's essentially what you get in the bone format and then you granulate the bone that's what the people get back okay um <clears throat>
3: do they so they actually get something back they do <clears throat> yeah but you
0: can't but you imagine like you can't have a coffin in there no you couldn't have a coffin in there because of the, it won't break down the coffin so uh so they're calling it the green cremation so uh what is it so with aquamation or alkaline hydrolysis so i was right with that part The body of the deceased is immersed for three to four hours in a mixture of water and strong alkaline, such as potassium hydroxide, in a pressurized metal cylinder heated to around 150 degrees. So there is still a heating element in it, but I'm pretty sure it's sort of like on a recycled basis with the water. Um, Like human um, composting, a technique – sorry, I shouldn't use that word. A technique of composting bodies with layers of organic material like leaves of wood chips, aquamation is still authorised only in certain countries. So it is authorised in Australia. I know it is. Oh, yeah. Mm.
3: Um, No, that actually, that human composting is actually like um, a thing over. Is it really? Overseas, yeah. They have these big, large tubs. Mm -hmm. um, And then, um, yeah, they place the body in with grass clippings, wood, blah, 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 blah. And they just continually like turn it over every few days or whatever to the point where, yeah, they're. Decomposed, and then they give them give some form of something back to the family at the end of it.
0: <clears throat> here's my here's my um, take on it. Essentially, using the most precious thing we have is water. Right? Yeah, you're using water now. How much of the water you use? I'm not too sure. I mean, it might be as much as what you're just watering your garden, or whatever the case may be. But here's my argument, too, is that it, what they said, one one vessel or one thing for three to four hours. So that's half the amount of time as – so the statistics on this says it uses 35% less. It uses 35% less emissions than a cremator, right?
3: Mm, okay. But it takes <laughs>
0: twice as long.
3: But also – So it should only
0: be about 17%. So it's 17% less, but you're going to need more of them to do more jobs. You know what I mean? Cuz yeah. it's double the amount of time.
3: And it also uses 100% more water.
0: <clears throat> yes, that's correct. So, you know, there's a benefit of, there's a downside and a good side to both of them. But yeah, there you go. So there is other options. You can and you can also donate your body to science for medical research.
3: Yeah, I did see that. There's a long list
0: mm-hmm. of like
3: things that you have to pass before you can be donated Is well that um, right?
0: yeah and unfortunately we're in a sort of area where it's very hard to get that option available to people yeah. we're right in the middle where like i think there's one up in townsville there's one down in brisbane and we're right in the middle of it where they, i think we're just out of out of reach
3: yeah fair enough
0: mm. uh, so what's the next question okay
3: have? so i um i already kind of passed this question by you and you're a little bit iffy about it with me And you're like, oh, you can ask it if you want to. I kind of want to. So depends where I'm good at answering. (laughs) Um, Okay, so just just say that I pass away at home, Mm -hmm. uh, and I have a cat or a dog, (laughs) and nobody finds me for a week or so. Yep. Um, What are the chances of my Beloved animal having a little nibble on me.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> how good you taste out of it. No, well, I mean, like any, like any animal, if, I guess if, if an animal's locked in long enough with no access to food or water, they're going to find some sort of source to survive. And if you're sitting there, there is a possibility.
3: Because there's actually a book called Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs? Have you read it? No, <laughs> but it's a person who answers like really morbid questions. Really? Yeah, um, and one of the biggest ones was particularly Eye if balls. they eat the eyeballs. Why the eyeballs? I don't know. The moisture. Maybe, maybe because they're like it's like one of the softest parts, and yeah, it easy to get out.
0: Good possibility. Yeah, but look, I, to be honest with you, from a point of view, I think if 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 the animal was locked. In And they had no access to food or water and you're there.
3: Yeah, surely. And look, if that's... If they
0: needed that to survive, they probably might have an you.
3: If that's one of the last things that I could do for my cat, like, go at it. Have are. my eyeballs, honey. You deserve <laughs> them. <laughs> Not with the shit you see, mate.
0: That's a good question, actually.
3: Oh, and... Um, <clears throat> This is one that Dad asked me mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. um, during a crem- during a cremation. Yeah. when it first begins, does the body sit up once it begins cremation? Oh,
0: I have actually heard that one quite a lot. Actually, um, the funny thing is, is that people forget. Oh, well, people don't. I guess some people they might assume that a body's taken out of the coffin to be cremated.
3: Yeah, I have heard that a lot too. Actually. Mm.
0: So the com- yeah, so there's probably a couple that we can we can squash right here. First one is the body is cremated with a coffin. So most mm. coffins these days are actually designed for cremation. Yeah. So the handles are, are, are what like burnable, the nameplate, the the fixtures on the coffin, everything they, they make it so it's easy to cremate. Even the lining inside is made to help burn quicker yeah, and right. more effectively. So everything is Built around the cremation process so the the idea is to aid in the cremation to help break down the body so what it is so essentially you imagine being locked in the coffin and you put the coffin into the cremator and then you turn the cremator on how could the body sit up when the coffin's sitting there and blocking them in you know what i mean yeah
3: yeah
0: by the time that the the lid from the coffin is disintegrated you'll find a lot of the body will be disintegrated as well Oh, really? Yeah, well, because, you know, the heat, it's a generated heat. Mm. You've got a jet coming down from one part, but you also, there's a lot of heat in there as well, heating up. And once the, the sides are on fire, just as much the top is as well.
3: Um, it reminds me of a meme that I saw. <laughs> what is it? That said, at some point during a cremation, the meat would be cooked perfectly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, actually, I had a I had <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. I actually had, um, I had exactly. fr- friends of ours, uh Jody, she um Jodie Keo, she has some students, so she does some relief work and helps out with some of the high school students. And they said they asked Jody. she must have mentioned about how what I do for a cremation or it might have been just a general general question or something, and she goes, I know someone who might better answer that. They said one of the students said, "If I eat a heap of popcorn seeds, <laughs> will we'll, and I get cremated, will it pop? <laughs> make popcorn?" And I was like, "At some point, that's
3: a good there's question. a point. There's a
0: point there where it's going to be enough heat the, the corn kernels will pop, and you'll get popcorn." Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, so that was that's just reminded me of that part. But um, also on topic as well, with the cremation as well. So the mm-hmm. coffin is cremated, mm-hmm. the bodies don't sit up. And you, only, you can only cremate one body at a time. Yeah. Because the chamber's not big enough. Because another common thing is that you're burning multiple bodies.
3: Yeah, I've I'd need heard a big, I'd that. need a
0: massive bloody cremator to be able to do that. The chamber's only designed for one coffin at a time.
3: I, don't, I think a lot of people haven't actually seen what a yeah. proper cremator looks mm. like. They've only seen from like so you know, the, the movies. If, yeah.
0: So what I'll do is I'll run through quickly how a whole cremation process works so mm. people get an understanding of it. And maybe this might help out people a little bit. Yeah. So essentially a cremator is a two-chamber system, right? So you've got a top chamber where the body's actually cremated mm-hmm. and then you, it runs like a vacuum system. So the top chamber goes down into a bottom chamber where a second jet operates and it Burns the gases that burns the smoke and everything that comes through from the top burns it again before it comes out of the stack. Okay, okay. so it vents out. That's why at any given time you should only be able to see a heat haze. You don't actually, it doesn't smoke or anything like that. Now, there's been cases where it does happen where smoke happens and it might be just from an overload from the cremator. You might have a person who's quite huge, Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously a lot of fat. Fat helps generate a lot of heat and a lot Mm -hmm. of combustion because yep. fat can actually act as a fuel source but essentially what it is is you have the body in the top chamber now the coffin um, is placed into the cremator the secondary chamber heats up first once it get to a running temperature then the body starts to be cremated the chamber is only designed to fit one at a time then there's a jet and it breaks down the body breaks down the coffin breaks mm-hmm. down the materials now the metals are left in there at the time. So, you, you know, the screws, if the person had hip joints, they might have had all the bits and pieces. They might have had personal items in there and stuff that doesn't burn. You know, mm-hmm. might have the remnants of a watch or mm-hmm. you might have um, you know, jewellery, whatever the case may be. Once the cremation is finished, then what we do is we rake the ashes out, okay? Now, the ashes is a, is a combination of what's left of the coffin, the human body, and also the materials from the coffin and personal items.
3: <clears throat> when you rake it out, um, are most of the <coughs> sorry? When you rake it out, are most of the bones still intact? Like... A lot of the
0: major, bu- a lot of the big bones are okay. So certain points, some of them will disintegrate to beyond nothing.
3: Okay,
0: and that would be like your tiny little bones. You might find those in the fingers, you know, the ones in the toes mm. and the metatarsals and all that sort of and all that sort of stuff. But essentially, the big bones, the femurs. The, yeah, you know, they're you know, still like intact. And... Yeah, you, know, you can you can make out parts of the rib cage, the skull. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, uh, certain vertebrae, You know, all that sort of mm. stuff. Vertebra. Vertebra. <laughs> uh, but no but you could you know so you can still make out certain bones um and then when you rate that out it drops into like a collection bin Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then you take it over and you sort it so what we do is once we take it over that point We run magnets and stuff over the top of the surface there to help pull out any steel and all the bits and pieces. Now a lot all of it's steel, so you do have to actually go through and sort and check to see if there's because you know a lot of those knee joints and there might be screws or plates or something the person might have had. Yeah. From over the years, you actually got to physically pull them out and put them into like a container. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you looking at me? (laughs) Are you right? You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, so you keep dying over there. You're right. <laughs> there is um, – so we pull those out. We pull those metal bits and pieces out. And then what you're left with is like a pretty much a minimal amount of byproduct of the coffin because a lot of it's disintegrated to nothing. And if there wasn't anything less, you pull it out. So what you're left with is predominantly just the bone. Then you place that into a major granulator and that's, <laughs> that's grinded up into like a fine powdery grand like sort of like um uh Is crushed that's... like crusher dust
3: <clears throat> I think it's similar to sand,
0: yeah if you've got a fine enough if you've got a fine enough blade mm. yeah and it does uh, it com, it can compact down um but that's essentially what you're getting you're getting back you're getting back the crushed, crushed bone that's <clears throat> that's the whole essentially of what person's ashes are
3: actually can I ask a question mm-hmm if somebody was to request that you don't do the last process the mm-hmm. gr- and they get back the big bones,
0: mm-hmm.
3: would you – is that –
0: I have done it once before, yeah. You have? Yeah. I, just I, mean- I can't yeah, – now don't quote me on it <clears throat> I don't know personally why but – and it might be – I might have to Google this one actually because um, it was for – I think it was for a Chinese person. It um, was their culture. I oh, think right. it was they had to have the bones intact as much as possible. Um for 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 their religion or whatever they're doing, whatever it was, um, I can't remember. To be honest with you,
3: Sorry. just all uh, right, dying. that's okay. That's
0: oh, let me just have a quick look at that. Yeah, so that's a good question. But mainly, we normally do like, we, and we'll like, we'll do anything to sort of help out with people's cultures and stuff like that.
3: I just yeah, I really like the idea of that because the like the end ashes to me just doesn't feel like, I don't know. Just, yeah, it doesn't feel like much. But when I saw the bones, I'm like, that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I um, during a witness cremation, I called a cremation viewing. Family members are brought into the crematory to watch their loved ones. as was the cremation chamber. Um, no, I can't, I can't find anything. Um, what with trad- uh, while traditionally uh, the present day the dead are often cremated rather than buried, particularly in large cities in China, there's probably more of a space in that part. once um, us get back out the body's been cremated. All bones are left and they do not evaporate. The bones are then reduced in size and a granular consistency. That's the same one. No, I can't see anything.:
3: Maybe they wanted to make a um, nice bone broth for later. Oh, Jesus Christ. Cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> I'm leaving that
0: in. Um, I'm gonna get cancelled. Please yeah, cut no, that out. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what happened to summer? It she she had it <laughs> one and done.
3: <laughs> oh bone broth summer, yeah. She's <laughs> fucking it for everyone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh what was the other question? Do you have any others? Uh, um. I'll have to look into that Chinese one. I can't remember why. That, I don't know if that's a part of the tradition or not.
3: Uh, no, 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 the eyeballs was my last
0: one. You finished with the eyeballs. I
3: fin- finished on the eyeballs. Oh, that's good. Yep.
0: My last uh, one. I wanted to bring up a couple of things. One was, I know that everyone has heard of rigor mortis, but you know, there's other mortises. Have you? Did you know There's that? more mortises. There's more mortises. Um, this one's just for this week. This is a new term that people will understand. People who don't know what it is. Okay. <clears throat> so you've got rigor mortis. Okay, mm-hmm. which is the stiffening of the muscles. Okay, now this, now I just want to take notes. This is actually come, so when I was training and doing in my embalming edition, uh, my embalming, there is a book that you can actually, which our theory is based on. Okay, and I think these books are available on eBay actually, but it's it's the fifth, mine was the fifth edition at the time. I'm sure there's probably plenty of new ones, but um, it was the embalming history theory and practice. By Roberts uh, G. Mayer, mm, and I'm okay. pretty sure that this is actually available on eBay. So if you want, if you have a bit of a morbid curiosity and you want to get a bit of a textbook, which is actually used for, I don't know how how much of it would be changed within ten. It was ten years ago that I did this, so yeah. uh, I, I there's probably <laughs> other editions, but I don't think it'd be much different. Yeah, you bet. If you want, if you're asking where I get my references from, so that's who it is from. Um, it is. Uh, Embalming history, theory, and practice by Robert G. Mayer. Now, this is this is highly Americanized. This one, okay. So it's so our our the way that we do our embalming is actually a little bit different to the way that Americans do it. The way, it really? Yeah. If you actually if you categorize a difficult embalming, it's an it's a body that's been refrigerated. Okay. Because what happens is if a if a deceased person is refrigerated and the body's cooling it makes it harder to do the embalming process because it's restrictive you need to everything has to it's better to have an embalming of a deceased person that's warm
3: right so what they
0: do a lot of the places they will embalm straight away after a person passes away really the sooner the better okay so pretty much every embalming case that we do in australia is technically regarded as a difficult case In the American standard,
3: and um, in America, they do it, yeah, they do it for almost every single. Mm -hmm. It's common practice, whereas here it has to be Mm -hmm. requested, and it's actually quite expensive, it's expensive
0: and it's quite rare, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's so from this book, from the textbook, the new so you've got um rigor morse now, rigor morse is a chemical change, so it's a chemical change in the body, okay. That's why the the, it's a temporary post-war stiffening of body. Muscles by natural body processes. So it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's pretty much the locking of the proteins in the body. They fuse. Okay. So when they yeah. fuse, they can't do anything. When, with manipulation, you can actually relieve it yourself and then it never comes back again. But the other one here I wanted to tell you about is algamortis. mortis. Now, what is algamortis? mortis? So algamortis mortis is the post-mortem cooling of the body. Okay, so after the body dies, usually, generally the temperature of the surrounding environment is cooler than the temperature of the body, generally. Yeah, okay. And over time, the temperature of the body will cool to the temperature of the surrounding environment. So that cooling process.
3: Mm, okay, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. That's waters. Oh, Sorry, that's algal mortis, Sorry, sorry. Now, factors in the body. Now, so you've got these two. Now, what? The rate at which the body will cool depends on a number of variables, okay? So there's two different ways. You've got the stuff that's inside the body that causes the temperature to cool down quicker or slower mm-hmm. and also the outside stuff. Now, what do they call that? The inside of the body is called the intrinsic factors, intrinsic okay? Factors. And for those of the surrounding environment, they're called the extrinsic factors. Now that take that you can use those two terms for anything. So we also use those two terms for when we're embalming. So when we're doing the when we're doing an, an arterial injection, right? So when we're injecting formaldehyde into the body,
3: mm-hmm.
0: there's intrinsic factors factors that you get take place within the arterial system and on the outside of the arterial system. Okay, so in, intrinsic extrinsic factors. So if you ever hear me saying that, that's what I'm talking about, intrinsic inside the area that was involved, outside. Intrinsic factors include the ratio surface area of the body to the body mass, body temperature at the time of death, and the combinations of effects of the ratio of the surface area to the body mass and the body temperature at the time of death. So you could assume that a bigger person is going to take a longer time to cool down.
3: It's um – well, just, yeah. just hearing all that stuff just makes me realise how difficult it is for um, coroners to pinpoint a time of death for a person. 100%. Yeah. yeah. How would, many factors are there? They would have to do all that stuff.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's right. You, gotta, you know, you gotta, You got to work – look, this is only my knowledge, but you'd have to work out the temperature of that place was at that point in time, mm. what the factors of the body inside, outside – The area that they're in, were they on were they on land, were they watered, all these different aspects that come in? It'd be very difficult to make a judgment.
3: Yeah, and that's why they can't like pinpoint a time. It's always like between like nine and eleven. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah.
0: In life, the portion of the body heat is lost due to um conduction, radiation, and convection of the blood circulates through the superficial vessels of the skin. The blood is warmed. Against, uh, sorry, uh, I lost it. The blood is warmed against as it circulates back through the body's internal organs. A larger body will have more surface area to lose body heat, but that potential to lose heat can be offset by body mass. A smaller body will have less surface area to lose body heat and would therefore require less body mass to offset the loss of heat. Mm. In death, There is no opportunity for blood to regain the loss of heat because there is no circulation. Therefore, if a body has a larger surface area from which heat can be lost, its temperature will decrease more rapidly unless there is something to offset the potential to lose heat. Here again, heat loss can be offset by body mass. In short, a body with more mass will be better insulated against heat loss and will therefore cool at a slower rate. So what I'm saying is, what I was saying at the start. <clears throat> yeah. The fatter you are, the more you got insulated. Yeah. Pretty much.
3: Um, and also, now generally, you know, a
0: fatter person or a larger person would have more muscle as well because they've got more muscle just to help carry the weight.
3: That makes sense. Mm. Actually, I've never thought of that.
0: Infants, for example, are more likely to cool faster. Among other uh, other factors, they have mm-hmm. a higher ratio of surface area compared with their body mass. Yeah, so you could, but you could actually assume that that would be the case anyway. Rapid cooling of the body by refrigeration or natural means helps to slow the onset uh, of rigor mortis, which is the other mortis we're talking about. If the body temperature is elevated at the time of death, it will take longer for the body to cool. The temperature of the surrounding environment will be because the temperature will simply have further to drop. Body temperature can elevate, body temperature can elevate because of increased metabolic activity. The presence of fever and inability of the body to regulate temperature, likewise low body temperature at the time of death, will influence the length of time for a body to cool and reach a point of equilibrium with the surrounding environment. Body temperature can decrease as a result of exposure to cold or inability of the body to regulate its temperature. So, pretty much, that was the intrinsic factors. Now let's go to the in- extrinsic factors. Um. External factors; the effect of postmortem cooling of the body include body coverings and the surrounding environment. Mm. Body coverings include clothing, pretty obvious, and other coverings that protect the skin from direct exposure to the environment. In addition to providing added insulation, an external covering will also retard or prevent heat loss that results from conduction. Radiation and convection Don't laugh I know what <laughs> This is Americanized okay. I was telling you that before The surrounding environment <laughs> Itself will affect the rate At which the body loses heat Our body submerged in 70 degrees Fahrenheit See because it's American Right.
3: To...
0: <clears throat> What's that in C see... I'm
3: pretty sure you shouldn't say that word in America
0: either <laughs> Fahrenheit yeah i think then i think so (laughs) let's have a look 70 degrees fahrenheit Uh, 21 degrees celsius there you go the surrounding environment itself will affect the rate at which body loses heat a body submerged in 21 degrees of 21 degrees celsius of water, for example, will lose heat more rapidly than 70 degrees Celsius of air temperature because the water would conduct heat away from the body more quickly than air.
3: Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense.
0: So there you go. So that's just one little thing I wanted to – I thought it would be a cool little side note for people.
3: I think it's cool too because it kind of gives you –
0: Yeah, so everyone knows about rigor mortis. Everyone's heard that before, but Mm -hmm. no one knows about algal mortis, about the fact that there's a body cooling – but also, well, there's it a name kinda, for it.
3: yeah, it kind of just um, reiterates how hard it, the coroners have to work. Like they've got so many factors that they have to think about, like not just the body, the environment, mm. and
0: yeah, yeah. There are uh, there is one more mortis which we'll get into the next episode. But I just wanted to cover that one because I thought that was quite interesting. I'm sure people would like to would like to know that sort of stuff. So I'll I'll bring up a topic each week about that. Bring out the old. Robert G. Mayer. We'll put that on we'll actually keep that on the um, table here. Yeah, actually.
3: bring Robbo out next week. <laughs> Robbo.
0: Yeah, well that's what it would be. If it was an Australian version, it'd be oh Robo. Robo Mayor
3: Robo.
0: Good on your Robo. <laughs> yeah, do you have any um, do you do you have any mm-hmm. um, personal stories yourself that you wanted to share about any sort of funeral industry stuff that you've done over the years? Um, Cole shared one and Steph. Shared one as well.
3: Oh like um like
0: personal ones that you might do. It could be a funeral. Like could ones be. that
3: affected them the most. What does it doesn't have to thing? be affected. Just
0: maybe just one. It could be interesting. It could be personal. One that you remember in general. Is there anything that
3: Um Yeah. <laughs> it uh <laughs> it's the first sorry. The first funeral that we ever did. Um Down St John Coast. It was me, my ex-husband and Mm -hmm. my dad all went to this um, crematorium Mm -hmm. to conduct the first funeral for the company. Um, And Dad, Dean, who's my ex-husband, Dad, Dean and I were all standing at the front Um, underneath the big carport, you know Mm. how they have that big carport, the big arch, and that's just before you go into the chapel type thing. It's so that the hearse can park under it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So (coughs) Dad, Dean and I were all standing underneath that at the front. You know, you stand close so that family know that you're there and they can um, come in whenever they want to. Um, The family were probably about five metres away, Mm -hmm. ten metres away. Fair enough. Like far enough that they couldn't hear us talk to each other. So we're all just standing there just first funeral just waiting. And then dad dropped the loudest fart I have ever heard in my entire life. And it echoed up into the ceiling and it reached right out to the family and they turned around and they stared at us. And we all just pretended nothing happened. But of course, it was also the stinkiest fart I have ever smelled. So Dean went left, I went right, and dad just stood in the middle and everyone was staring at dad. And the problem is, it it was an open archway, but there wasn't a breath of wind.
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: For full, important safety information, visit (laughs) Juvederm.com.
3: We came back about five minutes later thinking it would be all right, but it's still (laughs) reeked. And, yeah, the family ended up walking through with this bit of a puzzled look on their face and kind of choking back some tears. But, yeah, so... uh yeah, feel free to use that if you want to. Or feel free to cut it. <laughs> no, going up. Going up. Oh
0: Jesus Christ.
3: I'll never forget it. No. Never.
0: No, that's what I that's what we're here for. I want to hear some of those stories.
3: Mm. Mm. Um I actually, if it's okay, I wanted to talk about um uh you had Jodie Tickle on mm-hmm. recently and um she kind of like touched um around um, like mediumship and yeah, like sure. um, communicating with, you know, people yeah. of the past and things like that. And I kind of wanted to t- uh, like um, talk about a phenomenon that mm-hmm. there's not actually a name for it yet, um, but it's a phenomenon where you can feel the pain of a loved one who is passing away
1: but Pass, you don't pa- passing, passing away, away.
3: Yeah. you don't but you don't know they're passing away but you feel this thing in your body and yeah later on you find out why anyway i'm what i want to do i'll tell you a couple of stories to kind of um like so you get an understanding of what i mean okay. um Okay.
0: So essentially you feel – so essentially if something's wrong with that person, you're feeling what's wrong with that person? Yeah,
3: you're feeling it in your own body. Yeah, sure. So okay, like this one.
0: Okay.
3: Uh, John was a 36-year-old in L.A. When he was 10 years old, he was at a sleepover with his friends. He jolted awake during the night knowing that something was wrong. He called his brother sobbing, asking him to come and pick him up. When his brother arrived to collect him, his brother told him that their parents had just died in a motorcycle accident.
2: Shit.
3: Another one. Um, a kid named Garrett was working at Pizza Hut. During one of his shifts, all of a sudden, his body was overcome with shock. He said he felt cold and clammy and he had an uneasing, uneasy feeling in his stomach that something bad had happened. He couldn't stop himself from crying, so he returned home after a shift and he got a phone call from his mum saying that his grandfather had just passed suddenly from a heart attack. Jeez. Um, another one, uh, I was watching a cold case. It was one of the cold case shows on TV. Mm. Um, a mother woke up in the middle of the night. She's 50 something. She had a 20 something year old daughter. She woke up in the middle of the night and she couldn't feel her legs and this dread just washed over her and she felt awful. She ended up going back to sleep. Um, and the next day her daughter, um, turned up missing and they couldn't find her daughter for a few days. And when they did finally find her, her legs had been decapitated. Really? Yeah. So the mum felt that before she even knew it happened. And the reason, like they don't, yeah, they don't have a name for this yet, but there's like hundreds of stories of um, people who have been through this before.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, And I actually have my own personal story of um, going through this as well. Uh, if that's okay. Yeah,
0: go
3: Um I wrote it down in my phone because I wanted to remember it precisely because your uh, brain likes to change things over the years. <clears throat> so here it is. Um, Violet fell asleep around 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I dressed her and I took her to bed. At around 8 o'clock, I went to bed too. I fell asleep after reading some funny pics on my phone. Uh, for about 20 minutes and then at around 9 o'clock at night, my eyes sprang awake, my pillow was rolled in a circle underneath my neck, I felt really dizzy, my head felt like I was being pressed really tightly, I got up to go to the toilet and it felt like I was really drunk, I kept falling to the left side like I was on a ship, I had extreme vertigo, I kept falling into the wall similar to a hangover I went to the toilet and then laid back in bed. I assumed maybe I had laid on my neck wrong and perhaps cut off one of the veins to my head. I'd never felt like this before. I took out my earplugs and then it was almost like a cork had popped in my head. I felt and almost heard the pop. And as the champagne bottle was emptying, so was the pain from my head. Yeah. Eventually the pain and sickness completely emptied from my head. I only felt a little sick and nauseous. I couldn't sleep after that. So I turned to my phone at around 20 to 4 in the morning to cancel my Pilates class. And I saw that you had tried to call me several times during the night.
0: Ah. Ah. Um, yeah. So you were dreaming that?
3: (laughs) No, that was, that was all real. I felt all that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you called me at 3.40 in the morning to let me know that a brother had passed away the night before at around 8.30 to nine o'clock.
0: Jesus Christ, I didn't know that part.
3: Yeah, I, f- I, you know, call it a coincidence or whatever you want, but I've never ever felt like that in my life and, um, like what a coincidence that it was happening at the same time, so.
0: That's crazy.
3: I made sure I wrote it down so that I knew it like point for point. But, yeah, you know, when um, Jodie says that like, you know, you can feel things, Mm. I just think, yeah. I was talking to dad about it actually. What did (laughs) he say? And he said, well, firstly he said he believes me, which is so nice. Thank you. Um, And then he said, you know, you'd be silly not to think that our brains can't do that sort of thing. He's like, you pick up a mobile and you can call someone on the other side of the world. He's like, but our brain is the most um, complex, amazing thing in the world and you don't think that you can reach someone, you know, a hundred Ks away. Mm. He's like, it's definitely a possibility that people need to consider.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. 100%. I, I, you know, I had speaking of that i had the same thing like when mum passed away i'll never forget that part really yeah well what happened was was it that was at lunch was at the brunswick we're having lunch and um i was sitting there and i had, i was eating lunch and i just had this sudden just felt like shit moment just just shit moment like yeah. it was terrible um and i i remember i text i text christy and i'm like oh i don't feel good up do not feel right i don't feel good at all mm. she said i'll oh, and, like, I don't normally text her and just go, hey. Especially at that point, like…
3: Hey, I got a tummy ache. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I feel, like I feel like I want to go home. <laughs> you know? So,
0: yeah, I did the same thing. I was just like, man, I don't feel right. You know, yeah. I'm not right.
3: You can feel it. Yeah, yeah, feel and it was, in your body. And the fact so, that you reached out to your wife. Yeah, well, like, I, don't, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, don't know, I didn't know where to do it. Um, and I, I texted her and I said, look, I don't, I don't feel like I feel shit. And she's like, go home. And I said, yeah, okay, I will. So I did. I did i got in the car i went grab my stuff and i went home and i got home it would have been i would have been at home for 15 minutes and then i had a missed call from thailand Uh and then and then sandy rings me she goes brian uh dad's rang the office and something's not right you need to call this number and she actually gave me a number to ring back on he didn't it wasn't a normal number
3: yeah, right. That's why
0: I didn't answer the first call because I thought it was…
3: A telemarketer. telemarketer.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then so I rang the number back and it was dad saying that mum had passed away. Yeah, wow. Mm. But it was funny. like, And then you sort of go back to the sort of the time that I had that initial felt like crap. Yeah. And then I'm like, eh, you know, is that a coincidence or did I feel it? You know what I mean?
3: It's, yeah. I mean, you can call it a coincidence if you want but… Yeah, I don't know. How often does that happen? Well, the
0: whole point of that was like that's what we're talking about in the in that one with Jody. I said, like I said, I said I believe that, I, that you have these um, moments where you can feel things and you can sense things, things, yeah. you know, and if it's only people, it's only to the people who are in tune to it, and yeah, you know, like no, when I, I say haven't. in tune to it, they're they're looking for or they're, they're accepting of the what they're feeling. You know, people, yeah. people probably experience all kinds of things all the time just don't realise it.
3: Yeah, I know. It's one of those things where you kind of just have to like be in tune with your body, I suppose. Mm. You know, it's sending you signals and you just need to listen to it.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah.
3: Actually, another meme that I saw was um, uh, everybody needs to learn to trust their gut. And this that's guy, yeah, this, well, this guy commented and he's like, trust my gut, the same gut that shit my pants last week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: very good point too. Very good point.
3: So yeah, mm. um, trust it at your own risk.
0: That's a very good point. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, geez always. Yeah. So, um, so obviously you believe that that's like a real thing then, eh?
3: I'm um, I'm really open to a lot of stuff. I just I think there's a lot of things that happen in this life that we just don't have answers for, and we just yeah, yeah. are beyond our understanding. And I think if you um, if you're open to that sort of thing, it kind of just I don't know opens your world up a little bit. You know, opens your mind up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, and it kind of makes you feel a bit better at the end of the day, thinking that your loved ones and Whatever are looking over you, and they're somewhere nicer, and I think it just adds to, yeah, grief after death type thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm. I, I think so. Um, I think people. It's funny how a, a traumatic experience like that. Excuse me. It's like you need those experiences to be open to that stuff.
3: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, you need yeah. Um. Actually, a controversial opinion that I have that you said wasn't controversial because you agree with it. Well,
0: now I tap my back. All no no, <laughs> nah, no. Right. no,
3: no, no. No, no, no. That funerals themselves aren't for oh, yes, yes, that's the right. deceased person, therefore the people who are grieving. 100%.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, because I,
3: I have a lot of people that I, well, I hear a lot of people say, I don't want a funeral, just chuck me in the gutter. I don't care. I don't want a coffin, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then, you know, you're like, oh, cool that you don't want that, but you're not going to, you're really not going to be there, bro. Like it's your family yeah. that's going to be there. So, um, you know, it's for them. It's for them to remember you and your memories and how much they loved you. And, and it helps start the grieving process mm. the first few weeks after some like the first two weeks we can have after somebody passes away it just feels so unrealistic and like it actually hasn't happened and then yeah. once you hit that funeral it kind of starts to sink I, in i
0: think that's like the the funeral begins the process of the of it being real
3: yeah it does
0: because it's it's a bit hard to get a sense of it when you're not like you, you go, you know, you'll go to a funeral director, and they'll sit down with you, and they'll organise everything. And then yeah. you go back home. And you wait till the day it happens. So yeah. you're stuck in this sort of spot where limbo in limbo, where the person's not there, but it's not uncommon for them not to be there. They might be away for a week, or yeah, exactly. You got all these experiences, that normalities that you normally have, where the person's not there, and mm. all the bits and pieces, and you're…
3: You know, it's not like, yeah, if you don't see them every single day, then it might not kick in for a long time. That's
0: exactly right. And then having that funeral process might be the case of where it actually, it gets real.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know? It doesn't have to be a funeral. It can be anything. It can be a Sunday barbecue or a-
0: Wake, just a a memorial service. It doesn't have to be, the body doesn't have to be there.
3: It can be a roast, like literally a
0: roast. (laughs) Is that a bad way of saying a cremation? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm just saying y- in s- you would most likely, I would hold a roast for you.
0: Is it, is it ironic that I actually want to sponsor like the next smoke meat and competition? <laughs> 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 I did sponsor one last year. Did you really? Yeah, I
3: did. <laughs> I think that sounds really good. Yeah,
0: imagine that. Um... Quality cremation <laughs> services, proudly sponsoring the 2023 smoke meat challenge. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm With sorry, our bad own special flavour.
0: Yeah, is no, I'm kidding. Well, I have sponsored one.
3: That's really cool. Yeah,
0: I thought it'd be a bit of a play on.
3: Um just randomly. I yeah. mean <laughs> uh, I was talking to dad the other day about his funeral in the future. Yeah. Um and I said, I'm gonna go up and I'm gonna say your eulogy and then I'm gonna say this. Um, once the funeral has proceeded, uh, Brian and I will actually be meeting in the parking lot to <laughs> battle it out for the f- remaining Perry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i am like, you can have it.
3: <laughs> I'll still battle you, bro. <laughs> Punch you me in the back
0: of the head while I'm walking away.
3: I will. <laughs> with
0: a chair or something. Coming with a big chair. Here Oosh. comes someone with a chair. <laughs> out <of nowhere. laughs> look out, look out, look out. It's the RKO. <laughs> oh, you can win that one, mate.
3: Yeah, and then I'll walk away with my theme song. Do, 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 Jesus <laughs>
0: Christ. Oh, <geez laughs> well, I've got now, we've got a segment. It's called, mm. and it's sponsored by CTC. Oh, Country nice. Truck Gaps. Yeah. You've been asking me to to sponsor this part So every morning show We're going to do a Weird death of the week
3: Yeah, alright
0: Okay, now um, This one Comes in I've, I've got a list here all right? Okay Now, I, I didn't use yours this time
3: That's okay well, Mine Because mine I, didn't, was... I didn't I didn't read it <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it I knew it I was trying to
0: read it now. <laughs> I forgot I don't
3: care, Brian, you know, just yeah. whatever, it's your show, you do what you want
0: Yeah, thank you <laughs> This is the one I wanted to show Okay I don't know you how you say his name, but it's I think it's Joao Maria de Souza.
3: Okay From sounds, Brazil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds Brazilian
0: Was killed in 2013 when a cow, when a cow fell through his roof and crushed him while he was asleep Guess he should have moved over. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: God, Brian, someone died. Like, I know, died. I'm sorry, oh my I'm sorry. God. But that was
0: brought to you by CTC. <laughs> Thanks, Knuckles. <laughs> oh, Fucking hell. I know. I'm sorry. I don't even know if that's real or not. It, they reckon it's real. I don't know. It
3: just reminded me What of, the
0: hell was a cow doing on the roof?
3: It just reminded me of Austin Powers. He was never very headstrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would never be the head of a corporation. <laughs>
0: oh, I had to. I had to throw that one in. So, yeah, thanks to CTC for that segment <clears throat> of the week.
3: Yeah, great. Lovely <clears throat> hats. Love the. Love the company, the guy who runs it's
0: Top a bit so so. <laughs> I'm just
3: Kev, I'm just kidding. Big Kev, I love you. No, that's good. I love you, big ol'
0: big ol'. Um, now the other thing is, um, I do like to go through some of the cases I've done over the years. Now, this one, um, I'll just bring it up for you. Uh, it looks like it's a natural. So this is – so every uh, each episode well, – last episode I went through an embalming case. Mm-hmm. One I did um, – this one I did back in 2013 as well.
3: Can I just ask you about mm-hmm. these embalming cases first? Are these just like, um, like random people that have come through the funeral home or do like the family have to like sign off on it? Uh, this
0: one was a – this one was a, a, a requested one. Okay. So I think it could have been either a – it would have either gone home the deceased would have either gone home or they would have been sent back overseas. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we'll find out in a second. Okay. So this one was done in 2013. So last, the last uh, morning show we did one where the per- oh this this person went home. This is why went home for, went home for a couple of days for cultural reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. This person was Maori.
3: Yeah.
0: Now. This uh, this this particular embalming case I did is a natural case. Okay, so this person died from natural causes. Oh, okay. Okay, so he actually died from renal cancer. Um, the last one I did was an autopsy case.
3: What is? Can I just ask? What do you know? What renal cancer is?
0: No, it's kidney cancer.
3: Kidney cancer.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> now go through. So what? So with every with every like I said with each mm-hmm. embalming case. Mm-hmm. You go through and you got to do a a pre check of the person who's passed away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a condition of the body, and you know how we're saying before intrinsic factors?
3: Extrinsic. extrinsic.
0: So areas on the outside of the body, areas potentially on the inside of the body Mm -hmm. that could pose a risk to the embalming. When I say pose a risk, like that could be the difference between a good embalming and a potential bad one. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah. Can I ask, what would yeah. a bad one look uh, like? A bad one
0: could be a person – well, renal renal failure is actually pretty hard. It could be a hard one, okay? Uh, any, <clears throat> um, you know, it could be someone
3: – Like uh, when their arteries are blocked and things blood, like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: arteriosclerosis. Okay. um, You know, they could have had a massive scar across their leg. You know that there may have been an artery that was severed there. Yeah, okay. You know, multiple operations. Yeah. Um, you know, any of those sort of things. Ulcers. Any of these could make a – Make a difficult case for you. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, um, <clears throat> so we did initial analysis of the deceased person, male, 70 kilos, roughly 180 centimetres tall, 43 years old. So the poor gentleman was only young, really, yeah. and then to have renal cancer, which is kidney cancer, uh, cancer of kidneys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> such a sad thing.
1: It
3: is.
0: Anyway, um, that's crazy, poor fella. You don't realise it because you know I'm getting <laughs> close to that age now. I was now. just
3: about to say that, like, where? Well, more you. ten years
0: ago, didn't really you wouldn't really think much of it, but you know, getting pretty close to it now.
3: Yeah, I know. It's
0: crazy, isn't it? You
3: more in particular.
0: <laughs> You're not far behind me, mate. Don't you start? Okay, so let's go through. So there are some things we like to take. So the person does have a beard, the long hair. Light rigor mortis. so we do determine whether they have a strong medium. Okay. Okay. Tumors, is there is some external tumor tumors there. Um, now go through and just we go through and we do an analysis of the disease. He does have some scarrings, growth, or tumors on the front of his chest there. He does have a tattoo. He does have distension, so he does have some swelling which you would expect of someone with renal cancer in uh, the abdomen. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That okay. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, slight decomposition and he did also have edema in the scrotum as well. Liver mortis and post-mortem stains. So there was pooling of the blood around the back of him, which is normal in any case. <laughs> uh, sunken eyelids, long hair, a little bit of purge present in the mouth and he also had a beard, which we discussed already. Now, from there, we do a checklist of what we go through. So mm-hmm. placement of cotton-soaked disinfectant deep into the oral cavity. Check. So that's where we set uh, – close the, the oral cavity with um, cotton-soaked and disinfectant and also kale and cream to help pre- stop – because you had purge. So you have to oh, clean the okay, oral yeah. cavity out exactly. and then you, you block it so that it doesn't present a the, problem. Yeah, yeah,
3: okay. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Now – Washing, disinfecting, inspection of the disease. Tick, 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 then mm-hmm. all that. Relief of rig and mortis So that's where we actually relieve the rigor mortise by natural range of movement. So we, we move the arms, yeah, okay. move the legs, the neck, the jaw, all the bits and pieces, all the the body parts, the fingers, toes. So you're
3: doing like stretches. Stretches, yeah. yeah, but
0: just in a natural range of movement to relieve that rigour. Because once you've done it once, it will go forever. Yeah, okay. Once we've done that, we disinfect the closing uh, – we disinfect the eyes and we're closing the eyes now mm-hmm. um, and then we close the mouth as well. So we make sure we set the facial fissures first before we do the embalming process mm-hmm. just because it will be hard to do that once the embalming takes place. With reference to the mouth closure, a little bit of purge was present in the mouth. The oral cavity was clean and disinfected. The disease contained all his teeth which helped for an easy closure. Because sometimes mm. you remember people have dentures and all that sort of stuff. If they uh, don't have them,
3: yeah.
0: it's hard to get a natural mouth closure.
3: Oh, yeah, because you, don't you ha- need the bite.
0: Well, not just the bite too. It also forms a natural
3: the uh, natural appearance
0: of the mouth yeah, as well. Yeah, of course. Because it also comes <coughs> on with shape as well. Mm. A mandible suture was used. That's the one where we use a suture that goes around the jawbone. The eye closure was quite simple. Rigor mortis was relieved from the eyelids and eye caps and cream were placed in. Testing eyelids showed that the eyes were still quite sunken. Waiting to see the results of the arterial injection because you'll actually find that with an arterial injection of formaldehyde, it'll actually plump the eyes out and all that sort of stuff. Really? Because there's little blood vessels and all that sort of thing. It all goes. It goes everywhere. Okay. Next part. Now the there was no ulcers present. We use a formula to determine um, the how much uh, formaldehyde was to be used. Because the person weighed 70 kilos, we used um, we use approximately, we wanted to use 13 litres to this person. So we wanted to add, run at 4% of formaldehyde. So it was quite a…
3: 13 litres. Mm, That's so how much, can... it's surprising, isn't it, yeah. how much you
0: need to use. Yeah. Now, when we make that solution, that includes arterial fluid, which is usually run at 30%, but we want to bring that down to 4%. 30% is very strong. A, a difficult case in most cases for us, mm. we run at 4% formaldehyde. So it's crazy to think that only 4% of it's formaldehyde. So what's the rest of it? The rest of it's water. We use arterial conditioners. So we actually mm. use condition, bottles of conditioners that go through the arterial system to help That's clean the arterial cool. system to help. Make sure. So can we can we can actually do a pre, we can do a pre injection where we Clean. actually use to cleanse the arterial the arterial walls and all the arterial uh, the the arteries and the veins before we actually do the arterial injection as well.
3: Can I um, ask how much blood is in the body again?
0: I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your third question that I can't answer. Third for question. You. Now you're out. That's Get why off. we ask Google. <laughs>
3: Because I was just thinking, thirteen liters. Um, how many well, I, no, I think it, liters are in the human body. Please Google.
0: It'd, be, it'd only be an average, wouldn't it?
3: Oh, it's sorry. How many liters of blood?
0: Hmm.
3: I five liters of circulating blood. Yeah, right? but
0: yeah, but you got to remember too, like the that you want you don't just want the the blood you want the yeah. you want it to saturate and seep into the tissues.
3: Well, funnily enough, we're talking about a seventy kilo man. It says a seventy kilo man has about forty two to forty seven liters of water in his body.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you got to remember too, like it. Once you want it to permeate into the lymphatic system as well, you want yeah. the tissue. You want it to saturate the tissues. It's not. It's you're just using the arteria the arteries as the there's pl- where to distribute it yeah i was only
3: i was only focused on um, the arteries i suppose yeah. like and just the like where the blood goes and things mm. i didn't actually consider the actual mass of your body yeah and, that's right
0: yeah, yeah 100% cuz you can imagine that there'd be a lot more water in a bigger person as opposed to a small person yeah but also that's fat too but fat's a lot of moisture in it too yeah um <clears throat> Yeah, so we went with a single point injection. So because this is a natural a natural case, if the person doesn't pose any sort of restrictions on, on on injection, majority of the time, most of those in that most of those um, in uh, those injections are just one point, and it's usually in the common carotid. Okay. In the yeah. It runs in an anti clockwise direction. Mm. All right, so you always inject down and then you mm-hmm. inject up, but the natural cause, of the natural run of the body, goes in the anti-clockwise direction. Okay. Now, so we did two, we did two injections. Obviously, down the carotid, mm-hmm. up the carotid. Now, the reason why you go down and up is because you also want to get the back, the right side of the face as well.
3: Okay.
0: Yep. Now, the right common carotid artery, we use a rate flow of ten ounces. Two. Oh, okay. no that's right it's an auto pressure one this one so it doesn't matter uh we run a pulse system so it acts like a heartbeat like boop, oh really boop, 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 boop. yeah that amount that we injected down the artery was 11 liters and it was very good drainage as well they reckon so we will also so we make a we we raise the vein as well and then we place you know a little thing to open up the artery other uh, vein sorry mm-hmm. so that it can help pull the blood out okay Now we use 12 liters, in in, in the end we end up using 12 liters. So just some comments here that I made. I began injection in the right common carotid artery with the right internal jugular vein for drainage. Notice that the jugular vein was quite distended while injecting the right common carotid uh, inferior. Good drainage was present in the jugular. I noticed that a lot of blood clots were starting to come out, which led me to believe that the deceased had thrombosis. Massaging began all over the body, taking note of color change, firmness, and keeping the eye on the current distension in the abdomen and scrotum. While massaging with soapy water, notice a bit of purge. Liver mortise was uh, starting to be removed. Good color was present in the hands, the white color on the fingernails. Firmness was set in both legs and arms. Distension was starting to be an issue in the abdomen, so we stopped a litre short of our intended target. Mm, okay. Double checked all over, injected the area, was satisfied with the result. My next step was injecting the superior, the right common carotid. Drainage was still quite good from the right internal jugular. Constantly massaging with the face, ears, and around the eyes, taking particular note that there was no distension in the lips, eyes, ears. You'd be very careful when you inject them up from the face, because you could quite easily damage the lips, eyes. All that sort of stuff because you can imagine like it doesn't take much to fill those up.
3: Oh, like you could, yeah, put you could too pop much. Oh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but
0: well, you know, look, let's keep it. Let's just keep it real. Yeah, all right. Might as well. <laughs> 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 Might as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, good firmness in the eyes, lips, good coloration, in the ears and present. Generous massage cream was applied to the lips. Once aspirated, the distension from the abdomen was removed, and also. Uh describe the them. So when someone's um, aspirated, that is we it's just imagine like you know how you see on those programs where people get liposuction? Yeah. The long needle and you see them they're in a fanning motion and that essentially that's what aspiration is. The same thing. We have this mash's big trocar that's used to create a fanning motion in the abdomen area. Cause you can imagine like oh, yeah. using the arterial system, you're not gonna get much you're not going to get much into the abdominal cavity mm. and those sort of places. Yeah, okay. So you need to create channels and uh, and use cavity fluid, another fluid for embalming to help preserve the, a lot of the organs and stuff in the
3: body. Right, okay.
0: So you use an aspirator to create a fanning motion and you create all these little channels in the abdomen area and in the viscera and all that sort of stuff, right? Mm. Viscera, sorry. Then you replace those spots with that cavity fluid and that just helps because it's not just the fluid, it's also the gas that gives off as well. So that was pretty much the basic run for that one. So um, that was another uh, embalming case that I'd done back in the day. Quite a simple one, natural causes. Um, I think there's a spot there where they usually ask if the family um, family thought. um, As if. Oh, actually, okay, there you go. I wasn't able to get feedback from the family as the funeral was taken care of by another funeral company. So it was oh, obviously okay. for another company. <clears throat> Here's my own comments at the end. Overall, I was quite happy with the embalming. Being a straightforward natural case helped. I still need to work on raising the arteries a bit better. So this was why I was in my training. Oh. Hmm, so there you go. Um, so I hope – that sort of gave people a little bit of insight into a natural case. The last one I did was an autopsy one. So I hope that sort of gave people a little bit of light, a bit, maybe a little bit, some answers there for some people's own general curiosity, I guess.
3: Oh, well, you answered a few things for me. I, um, Yeah, I didn't know half of that stuff, to be honest. Even, yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, I, the thing is, like, with funerals and stuff in general, like, people only see... That first part, when someone sits down with you yeah. and organizes what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and then the day. Yeah, so they don't see all the things that happens behind the background. Yeah, where you've got the essentially putting the coffin together, the body preparation, all the paperwork, and all the bits and pieces that goes on behind. Because you yeah. and like people, you know, and rightfully so, if you're not fully aware of what's going on, it can be quite. Surprising how expensive a funeral can get
3: Yeah, I can understand that You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, once you actually like detail what goes into What's it And I think mostly just um, when you're dealing with a deceased person Like how much care and preparation and sanitation And like all yeah. that sort of stuff actually goes into it It's not as simple as literally just picking them up Yeah, that's Take right. them to the funeral It's like a lot of you know how much mm. is
0: involved with the funeral, and yes. you know that's why it can be quite expensive, depending on certain things. Because like a job like that could take two, three hours, four hours, mm, depending easily. on the situation. Could take all day, depending on the condition of the deceased.
3: Well, um, I've got one last thing to add. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about how people don't really know about that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually. A a non-for-profit in Sydney um, that's called Death Cafe. Um,
1: yeah,
3: right. And they, like every week, they go to this particular cafe and they sit down and they talk about everything related to death. Like nothing's off the table. Um, it's for people who are terminally ill. It's for people who have lost family members, some who are just really afraid of death in general. Um, others who are just morbidly curious. Um, so they all go to this, um, yeah, this cafe and they talk about everything and wow. anything and there's no question that's, like, too silly. But um, m- my thing was wouldn't it be nice if we had something like that in Queensland or just, yeah. like, maybe
0: everywhere? Well, um, you know, maybe that's why – maybe that's – we were trying to, trying to emphasize that in this podcast a little bit. yeah. I'm not trying to – I don't really want to silence on any of that. I want to be open and honest with all the sort of stuff with this podcast. Well, itself.
3: yeah, and it's nice because some people probably have like serious questions and they're too afraid to ask it because yeah, it might well, seem silly.
0: Yeah, I know. So. That's the thing. But also too like some people might experience things and start talk and, and not – you know, like there's probably people that experience the same sort of, sort of things that you've experienced. Yeah. And they – don't want to talk about it because they'll probably they thought they might get ridiculed for it.
3: Well, yeah, well, I mean, apart from going out to all your listeners now, I've never actually told <laughs> anyone else that story. No, no <laughs> so, but that's but
0: that's the, the whole point of this. is yeah. to give people, give people a platform to ex, to share some of those experiences. I think it's really important too.
3: Yeah, and I like how you're um, taking questions from everyone and you're addressing yes. them, and I think that's cool. Yeah, I like, I, I like what you're doing. Yeah, thank
0: you. Uh, and on that note, you know, I want to emphasize, please, you know, to the people out there, if mm. if you got some questions or something you'd like to be answered, or even if you, even if you have a general story that you'd like to jump on and yeah. share with me, please feel free to reach out to me. You know, share, uh, reach out to me through the socials. You know, um, and I'll be happy to happy to have you on, come mm. and come and talk to us about some of those experiences that you've gone through. Um, because that's what this is all about. It's just giving people the opportunity to share those.
3: Mm, and it secures it.
0: No, that's right. And nothing's too silly, but it also gives a chance to secure that. Yeah. Not just for you, but for mm. your family as well. Yeah, exactly. your friends, you know. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone again for the support, the likes, the shares. If you can give us a five-star on the – Spotify, I, you know, mm-hmm. greatly appreciate it. Go give on. us a like and subscribe. Go on, give him a five star, <laughs> yeah, please. Go on, <laughs> give give him a little five star. Yeah, you know, you know, give us. A, deserve it, champ. Give us Go a on. shout out. Give us a give us a share on your socials and stuff like that. It, it, I appreciate all the love and support. It's been awesome. It's keeping it's keeping me um, uh, motivated to do this stuff. Mm. I love it. Um, it's a passion thing for me. I, I and also you know it breaks up my work week. Um, I, I've been having a fantastic time of
3: it. Yeah, it does break up your work week, doesn't it, Brian? <laughs> it
0: does. That's right. You're covering for me. Some anyway. other
3: people have to pick up the slack, don't they?
0: That's right. Well,
3: Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, thanks, thanks for coming on, Summer.
3: Thanks for having me. I really, I've had fun. You had I enjoyed fun? It. You enjoy it. I really can't wait to get my special little um, dead ass podcast nameplate. Yeah, did you hear the? Start? Really looking forward to it.
0: Did you hear the start of the show? What it's called?
3: Um, what this one was
0: called? Morning show. Oh, yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: you don't get one on that one.
3: Um so I'm not a special <laughs> guest. No, I'm just might... a Colin, am yeah. I? <laughs>
0: yeah, you're you're the female one. <laughs> oh god. You're Colin with blonde hair. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah, with hair, sorry. Yeah.
3: So. I need to start whinging a bit more then.
0: Yeah, then. God, I call you Colleen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: Colin and Colleen. <laughs> Colin and Colleen. <laughs> Just
0: um. two
1: besties for life. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
0: That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you go, <girlfriend>. yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks to everyone for your like, support, and love. We appreciate it. Um, mm. Got some more guests coming on this week. So stay tuned for future episodes, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks,
2: Sam.
3: Thank you. See Cheers. Say yes. Bye. Bye.